The following program is recommended for ages 18 and over due to adult content. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to Behind the Scenes, a look at some of the sometimes steamy inside of Hollywood with your host, Hollywood executive and former Victoria's Secret model, Summer Helene. Our program features the gossip, the dish, and the stories of what's really going on behind your favorite movies, television shows, and celebrities from the people who are involved in the industry. Now, here is your host, Summer Helene. Do you have a desire to be famous? Do you want hordes of people screaming your name? Then ask your therapist if Hollywood's right for you. Hollywood, where you can work your entire first year as an unpaid intern, followed by mandatory minimum 18-hour workday with guaranteed unpaid overtime, where sexual assault is so common you get to sign a waiver promising not to sue even before you start your new job. Warning, side effects may include insomnia, heavy drug use, thousands of dollars in therapy, alcoholism, bulimia, hallucinations, loss of integrity, complete loss of moral compass, bleeding from the fingernails after trying to claw your way to the top, as well as excessive chapping of the lips from kissing everyone's ass. If you have these or any other side effects or begin to question your life choices, please contact your therapist because nobody in Hollywood gives a damn. Hollywood, shut up and take it. G'day, guys. Welcome to the show. I'm Summer Helene. We are on with a very special co-host today, Jared Fiorda. Jared Fiorda is an MMA fighter. We've had him on the show as a guest before. He's going to be my guest co-host for the day. Jared, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. I've got to say thank you for allowing me to fill in the big shoes that Paul left behind today. I will do my very best. Uh, and I got to tell you, I love that intro. From from the opening with a gentleman speaking the music to your intro, it's fantastic. Oh, thank you. Thank you. You're already on the show. You don't have to suck up to me. Oh, thank um, God. In that case, it was all atrocious. <laughs> oh, great. So, Jared's an MMA fighter. I know you all have talked to him before. We have a very special guest on today that I'm quite excited about. Uh, Alexis has gone after, gone on and on and on and on about her uh, consistently. Her name's Kimmy Inch. She's a kink expert. She's a, uh, a mistre- uh, mistress, Nina Payne. So she's uh, a, 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 not a madam. I'm using the wrong word. A dame like Alexis. Am I getting any of this right? Um, she's a lifestyle. She's a pro, uh, she's into the BDM lifestyle. She's a pro dominatrix. Um, so we're going to go into a little bit more about her, but first we're going to jump into the news from the week. Trump has coronavirus. Like, there's no segue oh, for that. God. The president of the United States has coronavirus. Now, I'm Catholic, so I'm encouraging that, the everyone the to... at a hospital. Yeah, he's over at Walter Reed Medical. He said that, you know, he's just there as a precaution, which I assume is an abject lie. The problem is, is if he's telling the truth, there have been so many lies we don't know. Um, because any smart politician or entertainer would say, hey, it's just a precaution. Um, but he did wait till after the markets closed which I thought was very intelligent. Just saying. Uh, I've got people writing in saying, it's karma, it's karma, when I posted that earlier today. (laughs) I don't don't think anyone deserves it. It is a little karmic. No, there is an aspect of karma to that. I mean, I think I already heard this on the news as well. The man who went out of his way to say that it's a hoax, it's not real, it's not going to hurt you, 
has actually come down with a thing he's trying to pretend is going to go away or doesn't exist. He changes his mind on that pretty consistently. So, if if anything, it's uh, it's not necessarily karma like, oh, he's going to die from this to avenge everyone else. It's just a little dark humor, if I had to say so. I just, I, I want him to be okay. I don't think, one, if he dies, everyone will make a martyr of him. And I don't particularly like him, so I don't want that. But more than that, I don't think anyone deserves to die from this. And he is the president of the United States, so that would make the country even more unstable than it currently is if something happened to him. So I'm genuinely, I'm genuinely, genuinely hoping he will be okay. Um, it is just shocking. Well, actually, I don't know why it's shocking, but I think the worst point was my first thought was, oh, my God, I hope he didn't give it to Biden at the debate. But Biden tested negative. No kidding. Which is ironic because the people that refused to wear the masks caught it and the people that were wearing the masks didn't. Is that really confusing, though? That sounds, sounds pretty I didn't say it's confusing. Yeah, I didn't <laughs> say it was confusing. It's just like way to underscore what the CDC oh, had to say. Just way to underscore what the CDC had to say. It's like he took a big old pen and went, Wah! and we'll just prove this point. But he is taking experimental uh, antibody. Oh, goodness. If anything, that might do him instead of the virus. Uh, he's apparently real tired from it. Got it. And then uh, McConnell wants to still put in um, that conservative judge that wants to overturn Roe versus Wade, even with everything going on. California is still on fire. That's always exciting. I sincerely hope we can muster ourselves in Congress, in the Senate, to stop that from happening somehow. I hope we have some Republicans who agree with us. Because we... You know, once they're in, they're in. And, of course, we can always start adding more judges to the bench, but we discussed how that would just uh, go down. I, that, quickly, that, that, that's, that's a snowball. That, that's, that's a snowball rolling down the hill. I don't know. And then we've got Melania, who is like, we have uh, audio tape of her cussing about having to deal with Christmas. She just sounds like one of those entitled parents from the Reddit stories. Yeah. And then I think what really, like, the worst part of 2020 for me right now is Rick Moranis, who is, like, one of the most beloved actors in history. Um, He ended up being punched in the face by a random guy. He, He was literally just attacked on a New York City street for no reason. Like, 2020. Do you know who he was? Was this like a planned assault? I I don't know. He was just like assaulted out of nowhere. Like, 2020 has not done enough to us. Don't you dare touch Rick Moranis. He is a freaking icon. I agree. I don't know. I, I gotta say this, and that is. Trump is either super committed to his lies or he deludes himself. I couldn't, ima- I couldn't imagine someone who understood this was a threat, who is lying to the public just for political gains or to continue their support, would openly expose himself as often as he has. You know, that leads me to believe um, maybe he convinced himself otherwise. He didn't think he was exposing himself. One of the things he said when he did these rallies was, oh, no, I stay six feet away from everyone. 
So he genuinely thought he was protecting himself. It was the other people he didn't care about. And now it, the weird part is liberals don't believe that he has COVID-19. So the, the, the comment was, like, he lies so much, how can we even believe him? So his lies have kind of come home to roost there. The way I look at it is usually when he lies, he's lying about a positive for himself. I did this. I did that. We built that wall. We got the trade deal with China. We settled the problem in the Middle East or whatever that debacle was. It's very rarely, if at all, that he lies for a negative saying, I have this problem. Because he consistent, oh, consistently but it tries gives to him away out. the situation. I don't know. And then you've got Melania, who everyone, you know, who right now her response is, give me a break. Um, or give me a fucking break. I'd like to remind everyone, every time we use bad language on this show, we give money to the Boys and Girls Club of America, the Humane Society of America, and Free MMA, which happens to be Jared's nonprofit. We swear because we can. I was going to say, that charity sounds very familiar to me. It sounds very familiar to you, yes. It's your, uh, yeah, it's speaking yours. Of which, fuck, shit, piss, cunt, dick. I just decided Jared. <laughs> Good God. Um, <laughs> stop trying to get more money. So her response was, give me a fucking break, uh, is what she said about the blowback against so family separations. So Melania, I don't know. She, she kind of made her bed. Well, all she wants, to, she's just a normal middle-aged woman trying to find the man of her dreams who will run the country so she can do it from behind the scenes and be the queen of the United States. It's not that big of a dream, honestly. <laughs> and I think she is, she's really tired of trying to get this out of Trump. Yeah. My question is though, can the man of my dreams be Luke Evans? Like I, if, if it was Luke Evans, I'd go for this. Uh, Just conversion saying. therapy. Right? That's that is the one like <laughs> I'm talking about it like the one reason I can't have Luke Evans is because he's gay. Like I, I can give you it's it's Zachary Quinto all over again. I can give you a whole re list of reasons I can't have him. That's like the, the, the very least of them. Um so celebrities across the world are kind of laughing at Trump having coronavirus. Cardi B's response is bet you wanna wear a mask now. Jimmy Kimmel's was, does anyone know why Mike Pence is running around in circles throwing little pieces of Wonder Bread in the air? Zach Brav said, <laughs> but we were told this was a hoax. You knew that was coming. Whitney Cummings, I don't get how oh, Melania yeah. got it. I, li I like Whitney Cummings was, I don't get how Melania got it. She's been social distancing for Trump since they got married. I can see that. <laughs> Pretty funny. I didn't see that one yet. Uh, Todrick Hall, coronavirus, stand back and stand up uh, and stand by, karma 2020. Judd Apatow tonight will reveal why we all think the line, uh, where we all think the line is comically. When we watch the late night shows, absolutely, we're going to see how that goes. Oh. <sighs> that, I'm anxious to see who is going to kind of like diss Trump because of this, because who really wants to do that? At this point. I know. It's, it's hard. Oh, I like uh, Billy Eichner. Don't tweet Billy. Put down the phone. Um, Kathy Griffin was pretty straight-laced. Straight I don't think he's capable of sticking to a 14-day quarantine. I agree. No, he's, he's definitely going to come out saying, oh, I, I've successfully beaten the COVID virus. I'm fine. It doesn't really matter what uh, his political office says. 
I think uh, so. Mark Hamill uh, retweeted yeah. this. Uh, it affects virtually nobody. Trump says of the coronavirus, which has now killed two hundred thousand. But Mark Hamill wrote, "If anything positive can come of uh, if anything positive can come of uh, of come him testing positive, it would be his followers reevaluating their opinions." If, uh, if they now accept a lockdown, social distancing, and mandatory mask wearing, we could crush the virus like we should have from the start. So I, I like Mark Hamill. He, he's usually funny. I expected him to say something smart arsey, but he didn't. I like that Mark Hamill is actually kind of, you know, I, I'm a Star Wars guy, so I love seeing anything he puts up, really. But to see the people I look up to and idolize or at least love to watch kind of become real humans for a second talk about the issues we're having, stand up for the rights of other people. That's something I think is super important when it comes to being, uh, when you have any kind of power, hold any kind of authority or any kind of influence. That makes sense. And then, of course, the Supreme, oh, and here's the topic for the day. The Supreme Court will hear a case that could destroy what remains of the Voting Rights Act. So we could be seeing the end of uh, voting rights. We're already seeing voting suppression over in uh, Texas and all in all, this is just one big poop show. We are going to go to break. When we come back, we're going to be chatting a little bit more about what goes on in politics, what goes on in Hollywood, and we'll get a little more into the groove. I'm not used to co-hosting with Jared. I spend lots of time with him on our off time, um, but most of that is either done in better arguing. So we'll be right back after this. <laughs> Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. Have you checked out Teen Wealth Radio? It's a show for teens, their parents, and educators. Hosted by Brandy England, along with regular weekly contributors, Teen Wealth Radio will cover the topics that teens need to talk about. Plus, we discuss a book of the week and a movie of the week, and each show will offer a challenge to our teen listeners that they can share on our private Facebook group page. Be sure to tune in to Teen Wealth Radio, live every Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific, on Voice America Variety. Racers and Rental Cars is the program for wannabe pro racers and those interested in the racing profession and automotive industry. Join hosts Cameron Ferre and Don O'Neill as they take you behind the scenes with previews and review for race day. It's about the business as well as the fun. We've got the scoop, the guests, the discussion, and the WTF moments. All you need to do is bring your ears. Racers and Rental Cars heard every Saturday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern, right here on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective, plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite hosts. It's just a click away at blog.voiceamerica.com. That's blog.voiceamerica.com. The Voice America Press Blog. All access all the time become our friend on facebook post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline visit facebook.com forward slash voice america you are 
are listening to Behind the Scenes with host Summer Helene. To connect with the show today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to bts at summerhelene.com. Now let's go back Behind the Scenes. G'day, today, guys. Welcome back to Behind the Scenes. I'm your host, Summer Helene. I think my assistant's squawking in the background. I have no idea what you said. You guys were coming on back then. And we are on with my very special co-host for the day, Jared Bearfjord. I keep calling you Jared Bear. Am I supposed to call you Bear or Jared? Like, what, what is your punching people in the face name? Uh, Jared Bearfjord. I also like Bearfjord, Coach Bear, the Big B. I don't know. Anything works for me. Hey, you. <laughs> so we are, hey you okay hey you okay we are going to do some giveaways today i do want to give a quick shout out to all the people that keep me a red carpet ready i want to say thank you to silver nickel cabin in uh tombstone arizona guys go check it out it's absolutely amazing tiny bubbles hair salon i miss you fix me uh, quarantine has not been good to me i have very dark roots i i don't know why um the marie ricky collection uh, from Medallion. I'm going to put up some links. You guys got to check it out. It's absolutely gorgeous. Oasis Inn and Suites and Joshua Tree, Palm, uh, 29 Palms. Check it out. It's a fun place to go. If you get a chance to go up to Joshua Tree, everyone's looking for outdoor activities. That's a good one. You can go, don't have to go near anyone. Off-road rentals in Palm Springs, California. It's an ATV ride. That's one of our giveaways for today. True Rest of Jonah in Las Vegas. Another giveaway. Things to do by yourself or outdoors. Don't be like Trump. Don't get Corona. Scott Haskin, thank you for the awesome music. And I miss you. We're actually going to go see him soon enough. So what can be our question for the day, Jared? You get to pick two questions. Okay, so I get to pick two questions. Well, I know one for yeah. sure. Uh, everyone's okay, talking let's about hear how bad 20... Sorry, what? Okay. Everyone continually talks about how bad 2020 is. And yeah, it is, it's just been awful. I get it. Uh, but there is a year out there that is labeled the worst year in our history of the planet Earth that we humans have kept records of. Uh, so if you want to go ahead and tell us what that is, that will be one of our questions. What is the marked as the worst year history that we humans have recorded data of? Oh, I like that. So do that, and you can have your choice of a float at True Rest of Jonah or Las Vegas or a ride at Offroad Rentals in Palm Springs, California. And while we chat, Jared will come up with another uh, question. So the new thing is like matchy matchy tattoos where people used to get like each other's names tattooed on. Now they each get like a half right. of an avocado or an arrow that points at each other or tattoos on their finger. Like I'm not a tattoo person. Don't get me wrong. I think they hold on guys. Um, and I think they hold on girls. I've seen some girls that like rock it. I just, I don't have it. I also have lupus. So I'm not sure my body would react well, given that I'm allergic to chemicals. It would be like, Oh, that's a really <laughs> cute dinosaur. It's a flower. Like, I, I just, I don't know how my body would react to it. I know, right? Um, yeah, I got to say, with then, the matchy-matchy tattoos, it was when you just got the other person's name on it, only you were the crazy person at the end of the day. Now two people get to be insane and super depressed when they split up. It's just not a good, it's not a good solution. I like the best friends are doing it, but they break up too, so I don't know. And then, oh, Shia LaBeouf got charged with, with a battery and petty theft. You should get your I'm pet sorry, tattooed. Shia LaBeouf. You're an ass. What? <laughs> no, I'm going back. I'm, I'm going back to you. Want to get a pet tattooed? 
You want to tattoo no, an I animal? I was gonna say before we moved on, like not actually get their skin tattooed, but you know, maybe they'll get like a give them like a T-shirt or some kind of article of clothing, get a design stitched in on it or etched in or colored, and then you match it on your uh, body. Gotcha. That's not no, terrible. No, I do not advocate um, one bit. You stick needles full of ink into your pets. That is a horrible idea. I agree. Um, Shia LaBeouf was charged with battery and petty theft. I want to say I'm surprised, but I'm not. <laughs> that information hits me kind of like whenever Trump does the next uh, ugly thing. It's just, oh, it's Trump. Which, by the way, is not a good thing to be thinking about whenever Trump does something. You know, given that he's currently in hospital, we all need to send positive vibes and say prayers for him. Because if he dies, crazy people will make a martyr of him. And we don't want that. I actually have a video up on my TikTok where I kind of told him to go to hell. I didn't mean literally. I was just pissed about what he said about the military. Uh, but yes, I do wish him well. I don't think he should die uh, and let people martyr him. But more so, no one else should suffer from this virus. Bad enough that we've lost 200,000 people to it. Millions more yeah. infected. Bet you feel like a dick now. Uh, I, I do morally feel like a dick. I was angry and I was... I let the dark side take over, and, uh, and I'm returning to my Jedi roots now. <laughs> so that's your excuse. You let the dark side take over. Well, it, I think I'll just, just have our next guest. One. I, I think I'll have our very special guest today. Just thank you for it. That's the uh, that's the new plan. I'm actually oh, okay. excited to talk to her. So she's been hiding New York's to top dungeons to develop uh, training programs for new employees, which led her to start her own educational company. She, bought, um, she brought her kink knowledge to the mainstream by holding public play shops as, as a way to teach and empower cu curious individuals and couples on how to enhance their sex lives through exploration fantasy. Along uh, her clients, uh, she's trained, oh, wow, I'm like looking through, I'm like, this is the longest bio, but not like most bios. I got to tell you guys, most of the time when we have someone on the show, I get like a long bio that's like puff. This person is amazing. This person, ah, this, this is like straight information. And it would, uh, it would take me like a full 10 minutes to read all of this. It's, she's lectured at no universities. She's like, this is a hell of a bio. I'm really excited to talk to yeah. her. Now, you're into BDSM as well. You're into the whole pinchy, spanky, humpy stuff. <laughs> Did I say that right? Yeah. <laughs> that, that's fairly accurate. You forgot to say butt stuff, but apart from oh, that. Oh, the butt stuff. Alexis hates when I use the term butt stuff. Apparently, that's, that's the problem. That's the reason why I said it. <laughs> the, only, the only thing she hates more than me using the term butt stuff is when I made her watch Fifty Shades of Grey. Um, I didn't. I had to rewatch the movie because it was like two hours of me sitting there while Alexis screamed the word aftercare, you fucking idiot, um, at the television for two hours straight. So I had to rewatch it. And then I didn't watch the second one. My normal co-host, Paul, did. And he looked like a creeper because he's sitting by himself like it's all young girls in the theater. And then there's Paul, who's like six, you know, big guy, big tall guy walking on in with his bucket of popcorn by himself to watch Fifty Shades of Grey 2. Um, I do have to say about that movie, though, yes, it brought kink to the mainstream, but if that was set on, like, CSI, if the guy was poor, it would be an episode of CSI 
it would not be like oh, a romance yeah. film. If that guy, I'm telling you, if the guy was poor and ugly, like make the guy 400 pounds and five foot two and ugly, take out a tooth in front. Is this now a romance or is it an episode of CSI? I'm just saying. Hashtag billionaires get away with too much. <laughs> we are not using that hashtag. Um, but yeah, I, I, I get that. But it's it's true. Like, that's where I get right. to with it. I'm like, okay, is it just because they're hot? Like, you hear those stories, the, the, the things that people get away with. And you think about it and you're like, well, you get away with things because you're rich. You get away with things because you're famous. You get away with things because you're connected. And then on top of that, you get away with things because you're hot. So what happens if you're ugly, not connected, not famous and broke? Well, we know what happens. We have overpopulation in prison. Hmm? All right, so then then they call the police on you for rape. But if you're rich, famous, and good-looking, suddenly it's not rape? Well, suddenly they just can't call the police on you anymore because you can pay your way out of it. Oh. Now, I'm going to ask some questions that I know are going to be really stupid. I'm sure you'll have better questions than I do. But... If you had one thing, like you were talking to a domain, for those that don't know, I spend all day around, like my assistant is a domain in her off time. She does it for fun, which is very difficult to have such a bossy assistant. Cause I'm like, I'm late for work. She's like, get your ass up and go. I'm like, Hey, um, you know, or I'm near Jared in my off time and he's bossy or Alexis will walk in. She's like, Hey, I need to try something. Give me your hands. So I'm sitting there on the phone for work, trying to explain why I have red rope tied around to my wrists and I can't work because she's trying out some new butterfly pattern or something. Um, so it's, it's when you're around people that are into this casually, you end up with a lot of questions. So I'm going to take advantage of that and ask our guest today, um, in the nicest way possible, what makes you tick? And I'm going to ask you as well, Jared, why in heaven's name do you like the spanky spanky? Uh, it, it just it entices me. It's the level of control, which is something I'm uh, after on a regular basis. It's being able to secure the room, all the different accoutrements and toys you're going to use, the variety of different acts that can be done. It's the nitty-gritty of picking, choosing, and then again, being in control of the situation that I absolutely love uh, when it comes to BDSM. Is that why you fight for a living? You just get into a ring and beat the hell out of some guy? Is that like a turn-on? Uh, no, and we I, I, <laughs> just because it was a little confusing, I want to say that we don't perform BDSM acts in a cage. That's not something you can tune in and expect to see. No, no, if you turn on any kind of MMA, just go watch UFC. You will see these guys running around in booty shorts. And I'm just saying, I, I see you all choking each other. <laughs> Jared's like lost for words. Yes, I win. Okay, John's uh, going to kill me. We're <laughs> going to go to so break. While you, so while you fangirl and ask all the silly questions, I'll ask the professional questions like, uh, how, how did you enjoy your time? Uh, how did you enjoy your increments on the New York Post, Cosmo Magazine? What was it like to come on ABC 2020 and talk about your crap? I'll be professional. You can fangirl. That, perfect. You be professional. I'll ask about the spanking and how to talk a guy into letting you do it. I'm Summer Helene. We are on with my <laughs> co-host, MMA fighter, Bear Fjorda. We are going to be on with our very, Howdy. very, very special guest. 
um, Kimmy when we come right back after this. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in your brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com If you are interested in real estate in America's largest city or anywhere, be sure to listen for Good Morning New York Real Estate with Vince Rocco. Although our focus is on Manhattan and other real estate markets in and around New York City, we'll have plenty of information that will help you successfully buy, sell, and close a transaction no matter where you are in the world. Good Morning New York Real Estate with Vince Rocco can be heard every Tuesday at 9 a.m. in New York, 6 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Tune in to The Patricia Raskin Show on voiceamerica.com every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time. This is the program that helps you turn obstacles into opportunities, challenges into solutions, and find answers to tough questions with the award-winning powerhouse voice of radio, Patricia Raskin. So tune in and call in to The Patricia Raskin Show, Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time, right here on the Voice America Variety Channel. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. You are listening to Behind the Scenes with host Summer Helene. To connect with the show today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to bts at summerhelene.com. Now let's go back behind the scenes. G'day, g'day, guys. Welcome back to Behind the Scenes. I'm your host, Summer Helene, and we're on with my co-host, MMA fighter and all-around badass, Bera Fiorda, and our very, very Howdy. special guest, our very special guest, the queen of kink, Kimmy Inch. Welcome to the show, Kimmy. Hello. Thank you for having me. Well, we are very excited to have you on. We've had conversations on uh, BDSM and things before, but let's start off with, is there anything you don't want me to ask you or anything anywhere, anything you don't want me to talk about? Oh, well, I appreciate that. You know, I was going to suggest, why don't we establish a safe word that we can all use? And I like to establish the safe word as the stoplight mechanism. So green would be, I love this. I want more of it. Yellow is, "Mm, let's slow it down. And then, of course, red is absolutely not stop. Do you guys uh, consent? Oh, 100%. I consent, Jared. Oh, yeah, let's do this. Excellent. Excellent. I love to play. I love to play. Let's have fun. Now, can you tell everyone a little bit about yourself? Um, I found you on TikTok. Yes. Yeah. So I've been a professional dominatrix for uh, over 15 years, and I've practiced internationally until eventually I started teaching my own classes to women that wanted to become professional doms. And then from there, Fifty Shades of Grey came out, and it sort of just set the country on fire. Everyone uh, was interested in learning how to tie up their husbands or how to get 
Spanx. So I started teaching these classes of training dominatrixes. I brought it to the public, to the mainstream, so people could bring it into their own bedrooms and just have a bit of spice in their relationship. And then eventually I decided to go back to school to study therapy. So I've also been incorporating my therapeutic sessions in the sense of using kink as a way to heal shame and any sort of sexual trauma. So I've been sort of running the gamut with all things related to sex positivity and kink friendliness. That's amazing. My now, God, that's how, awesome. did you, yeah. how did you, yeah, that, that's, I mean, that's, you know, that kind of beats everyone doing it in the bedroom. That's really got know-how there. I have to ask, um, yeah. since this is a question we constantly get and I'm on Twitter, uh, the question is, Alexis hates Fifty Shades of Grey. Jared hates Fifty Shades of Grey. Summer doesn't understand it. Thank you so much, John. Um, what do you think of it? Yeah, I like to call it Fifty Shades of Shit myself. Um, <laughs> but with that said, with that said, I appreciate that there's a sort of beginning stages to normalizing kink in the sense of people are able to have the conversation maybe a little more freer than before. However, the movie is not an accurate description of what kink is and what it can be. So it falls short in that sense, and that's why we need educators like myself and other conscious kink friends to sort of spread the word around, okay, you saw the movie, now really let's talk about what kink is. So it's good that it kind of opened up the scene for everyone to have curiosity and be more open to it, but bad that it promotes the idea that you're only kinky because you have mommy issues. <laughs> it's so true. And it's frustrating <laughs> because there aren't a lot of movies or TV shows that depict kink in a really uh, appropriate light or in, in a true light. So, you know, um, I always say, you know, if the if Fifty Shades of Grey got you to the point where you want to learn, then, you know, come to me, darling. I'll teach you everything you need to know. But, yeah, Fifty Shades of Grey, unfortunately, is not uh, a great representation of kink or BDSM. I don't know. I think the last presidential debate was definitely, a, 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 you know, a, a go in public humiliation, and that's part of BDSM, right? I know. I just mean, saying? it's funny because I, I always say 2020 has just been like an ongoing kink session and nobody knows the safe <laughs> word. I'm, I feel like I've been yes. beat up. Oh, that's good. Oh, my that God. Really that good. is brilliant. And the best, that is the best explanation of 2020 I've heard so far. I'm stealing that. That's, that's going to be the tagline for the show for the rest be of the guess. year. Oh, be my that's, guess. That's perfect. <laughs> it is. It's, it's amazing. It's just, it's been mm, awful, yeah. but I got to say, you helped me get through quarantine. I like, I stalked you online. Um, and my assistant's stalking you harder than I am. I suggest you get a restraining uh, order. But that would. makes me, that makes me such a happy dominatrix. I can't tell you, Summer, uh, you know, oh, uh, the, the crush is mutual, honestly. So I love it. Now, there are a whole bunch of different kinds of kink. One of the questions I'm getting right now is what kinds of kinky stuff are... You are 12. Get off. This is an 18 and over show. Bad. <laughs> Not answering that question. Okay, I have like four versions oh, no. of this question. Let's go from the adult version. Okay, this is from... Okay, Andrew. Andrew is asking what mm. different kinds of kink are there, and I swear I'm an adult. That was a good response. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you do, what different kinds of kink are there? <laughs> I'm looking at his profile. Yeah, well, he you is. know, 
the term kink actually is such a large umbrella, which basically in a nutshell just means the unconventional in sex. And obviously what's unconventional in sex is different for everybody. I mean, uh, there might be some things that you're into summer that I'd be like, Oh, I don't know. This is, this is crazy. Although I doubt it. Um, um, but I feel I like, can, yeah, I can, I compare sex to shoving a carrot up your nose. It does not matter how much you <laughs> grease up that carrot. It's not going to feel good. Uh, like, I, I'm like, it's, it's, I'm not really into it. What now, ironically, what I'm into money, power, success. So I ended up in the job I did. Um, uh, very appropriate. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Well, you know, well, and then with it. everything with kink, I was just going to say that with kink, you know, it can be as light as, you know, maybe just talking dirty to sending, uh, some scandalous text messages to your lover while they're at work or at a family dinner. I mean, you can do it something as light as that, and it doesn't have to go as hardcore as the whips and chains and hoods that you oh, imagine I, when you see Pulp Fiction bring out the gimp, you know? It doesn't have to be like that. I, I tried that, but apparently men do not find it attractive when you text them like, gee, maybe I could play with your penny later. Apparently that's offensive. <laughs> So I'm, I'm not good at that sort of thing. I have had Alexis type dirty texts for me, but then guys think I'm really aggressive and kinky and that goes wrong too. I'm sure mm, you just haven't found the right pervert yet, Charlie. That that you, <laughs> yeah. There, I, I guarantee there's a man out there who wants to hear you talk about playing with his pee in that, in that verbiage. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> So true. So true. You just haven't found the right pervert yet. You will. I Got have it. faith in you, Summer. Good. Well, I will be on the lookout. <laughs> now, what, uh, when you talk about BDSM, uh, what does that stand for? Yeah, so you can actually define BDSM within the word itself. So it's an acronym. The B and D in the beginning stands for bondage and discipline. The S and M in the middle stands for sadist and masochism, and then the end, um, oh, sorry, the D and the S in the center, excuse me, is domination, submission, and then the S and M at the end is sadomasochism. So basically, any activities that fall within those six words is a true de depiction of what BDSM is. So it's a number of different roles and activities. Chips, dips, chains, whips, that sort of thing. <laughs> um, and, ev and, and everything exactly. in between. Now, why do you That's think right, people you know? are so mm. are, are so shy, like so skeptical and so bothered by it? Because I mean, it's getting more mainstream. But up, you know, mm. even even five years ago, it was considered tawdry, dirty, sticky, and gross. So mm. why yeah. why do you why do you think it has such a negative connotation? Yeah, unfortunately, people don't really know what kink and BDSM is. A lot of people associate it with violence and abuse um, and oppression. And the difference with those sort of activities is that with BDSM, there's a clear understanding of limits. There's a lot of preparation that has to go into it before you even begin. So people are discussing what their limits are, what their desires are. And it's, it's all about consent at the end of the day. Without the consent aspect of it, then it's basically just unconsensual domination and submission, which is, I think, the world goes through enough. I think a yeah. lot of people have had a lot of unconsensual <laughs> domination and submission in their lives. So it Wait, makes it hard for them to understand why would people want to uh, partake in that sort of activity. 
Okay. Makes sense. Now, for yeah, people... Yeah. Go I'm going to diverge here for a little bit. I, I, I actually have a, a different kind of question. Not necessarily about the sex itself, uh, Kimmy, but specifically you mm-hmm. went from, obviously you had to learn this at some point. You, you had to begin somewhere, and you've taken it from there to go on numerous television shows, be in numerous articles. You've turned it into uh, an industry, basically, where you're at the top of the, you're, you're at the head. You're the very top. Why did you make that transition? Mm-hmm. Why did you choose to go from maybe... Uh, playful or professional in your own right to putting it out there to the world? That's a really good question. Yeah, thanks. I love that. I, You know, I myself, when I first got into the game of being a dominatrix, this was my mindset. I was in my early 20s, and I'm like, cool, I can make a bunch of money. I don't have to take off my clothes. I don't have to have sex with anyone. I get treated like a queen. I get spoiled. Sign me up. You know, like that was my limited perception of what this world was. And it wasn't until... Years later, as I'm playing with different people around the world and bearing witness, basically, to them being their most vulnerable selves. I mean, my clients are not like this with anyone but me. They they don't show this side of themselves to their partner, to their families, and a lot of the time to their own therapists. Their own therapists don't even know that this is a part of their desires and fantasies. So I started to recognize just the sacredness of the work in itself to allow people to have space to truly be themselves and to indulge in their fantasies in a healthy way. So based on that, I was like, I, I want to bring this more to others because I can see how healing and, and powerful this can be. So as I was bringing this work out more through my classes and through my therapy sessions, I started to see how people would sort of blossom into it. You know, everyone's sort of intimidated and a little nervous in the beginning. Uh, sex is a very vulnerable topic for a lot of us. But once people have the permission and they can actually indulge in their fantasies, it's like being a kid again. I mean, imagine like you used to play make-believe, right, when you were a kid? Yeah. Right. Yeah. So the idea is like, where, where does your imagination take you? Like, where, where, what's possible if you're with the right partner in a safe environment? You know, what you can create can be mind-blowing, and, and it takes people to these really beautiful places. So for me, seeing that possibility through kink, I was like, you know, there's so much potential here for healing, for self-growth, for knowledge, all of these sort of things. I was like, you know, I want to bring this to others. And so far, the the results have been amazing. It's been saving marriages. It's been making people feel better about their lives. And, you know, it's it's been just a really beautiful situation. So I'm here to, I'm here to shout it from the rooftops, you know? I like that. I think well, my actually, biggest dream when I was awesome. a kid was to be the head of Disney. So I like hers better. Ah. <laughs> uh, one of One of the questions I have on here is I don't feel attractive with my partner anymore. Things have gotten stale. I don't want him. He doesn't want me. What do I do? And she asked me not uh, to read her name, which I just went to do. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> it's like, ah, Stop that. No problem. Yeah, you know, it's, it's such a, you know, common story, right? You know, the, the longer we're in relationship, the, it seems like that Zazazu sort of fades away a little bit. And there's this idea around polarization that is really important. The, the, the thing that kind of dra- attracts us to another person is that 
ooh, this is a mystery. This is someone different. This is like, I want to figure this out. There's this polarization in the beginning of the relationship and a lot of oxytocin as well, which is the bonding hormone um, that bonds a child to its mother. We basically need oxytocin in order to fall in love. And that can be depleted after years and years of being with the same person, especially if you're having just a lot of the same conventional sex over and over you deplete your oxytocin levels because there's no more sort of surprise or anything that sparks, um, you know, that sort of difference. But the thing that I like about kink is that it offers an idea of playing into the polarization of power dynamics. You're either in charge or I'm in charge. You're either giving, I'm, I'm receiving. That creates polarization. And because you're engaging in activities that don't necessarily have to lead to climax or orgasm, you can actually build up your oxytocin with your partner because you're not depleting it through orgasm. So I find kink to be a really good um, alternative to figure out, hey, like maybe we can dive into our deepest fantasies and have a talk around what's the naughtiest thing that you've always wanted to do that you've never had the balls to tell me or that you've never had the guts to sort of explore. And I guarantee there's some stuff hidden underneath all of those years of marriage or being in a relationship that, oh, man, you know, like something different, something new, the novel can really spark desire because being so close to someone creates that familiarity, but space and mystery, that creates desire. And they just need a little bit of, you know, juice in that relationship. I like that. Our next question is from Trey. Oh, sorry. Joker? It's okay. okay. Uh, I I was just curious. You mentioned uh, releasing the oxytocin but not wasting it through an orgasm. So it's not about, Mm. from what you're saying, it's not about having sexual release every time. Right. Right. And kink is a great... Yeah, and and as you might know, I'm sure you know that, you know, kink doesn't necessarily have to even lead to sex, right? Kink is not sex, but kink can intensify the sexual experience for sure. But kink can just be a tool for a lot of different purposes. Like I said, it could just be for, um, you know, deepening your intimacy, creating more vulnerability. I mean, kink can be used for a lot of different things. And yeah, you're... Oxytocin reserves get instantly depleted right after orgasm. So if you're engaging in activities that maybe just turn you on to, and, and makes you really aroused and crazy and wild, um, yeah, the, the activity doesn't necessarily have to lead to intercourse and orgasm. And you sort of reserve your oxytocin and you build on it. So you get hungrier and yes. hungrier for the person. And it creates more yeah. of that polarization that I was talking about earlier. I like that. I am going to say, you, you have to gotcha. excuse Jared. I don't think he's had a handshake that hasn't led to sex. So I, I, that must have been a shock for you. <laughs> no, no. Uh, naughty much. boy. Well, you naughty, naughty. You give me a hug and there's a problem, but I can, I can keep it there. Oh, you can do a handshake. It's not a hug. Gotcha. Um, ah. God. Our next question is from Tracy. Tracy said, I'm transgender. My partners have tried to push me into being uh, the dominant partner. It's not my Mm. thing, but I would like to learn. Oh, okay. Um, I'm going to read this. I'm not going to ask this question or ask you to answer it, but I'm going to say, Tracy, I'd like to speak with you after the show. My parents threw me out of the house and I'm now doing sex works. No, but we're not going to include that in this. I'm going to talk to you after the show and Mm. we're going to help. We're going to help you out. That's not okay, sweetie. I'm sorry. Your parents threw you out. If you want to learn this for your own, for sure. 
Mm. Um, it's, he, it's depressing, honestly. Yeah, that's just like, mm. oh God. Not, you poor thing. Okay, parents threw her, yeah. threw her out of the house for being transgender. Okay, we're going to talk after the show, Tracy. No, 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 honey. We, I gotcha. I gotcha. Yeah. Okay, um, our next one is from Grandma Grit. Um, my <laughs> husband would like me to try being dominant. I'm 67. Am I too old? <laughs> I mean, I, I, I never believe that age should determine, um, you know, what we desire and what we want to want to do. So I say absolutely not. And for those that are like, my partner wants me to be one way, I'm not so sure. You know, I believe in um, the, the idea around compromise. Like, if your partner's asking you to do some activities that you're not comfortable with, then I definitely don't think that you should push yourself into it. But is there a way to come to a compromise that you could both be comfortable with? Let's say, for example, your partner really wants you to uh, peg him, shall we say, and, and you're just not into it. But would your partner be okay with you talking about it, with you like really in, in detail describing a scenario where that would take place? Can you guys come to some common ground? And also another thing I'd like to mention, you know, maybe your partner isn't dominant and that's what you really want. But there's an idea of, you know, there's this idea of indirect pleasure and direct pleasure. If your partner enjoys getting you off, they may not be full-on dominant, but if they enjoy watching you really excited and, and, you know, in another planet, then that could be enough for them to want to at least dip a little toe in and try something out. Now, I have to say, that's, that's where I am with sex. I'm going to share this with the audience. You're welcome. Mm. Um, if, if my partner likes something, I'm like, you're really turned on by me dropping a hammer on my foot. Okay. As long as they're into it, I like that. Um, I, I do not recommend dropping hammers on the foot. It was a joke. Uh, can you tell everyone where to find you yeah. online? Because I'm getting an insane flood of questions, and about 90% of them I can't answer, and we're not going to have time to. So can you tell everyone where to find you online? Yeah, that would be great. So my website is www.kimmyinch.com, K-I-M-I-I-N-C-H. And then my... TikTok handle, my Instagram handle, my Facebook handle is all at Kimmy Inch. So I'm happy to uh, answer questions and give advice. Just go ahead and reach out to me and we could set something up. Perfect. Now, I am going to say we have one from USA Today. We have a writing from USA Today. Uh, mm. It looks like somebody wrote in from the USA Today account, so I'm not going to answer that. That looks... <laughs> We have one oh, from a man named fire. George. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to warn them on that. We have one from a man named caught. George. I'm deleting this. We have mm -hmm. one from a man named George. Uh, and his question is, I want my husband to be more dominant with me, and he won't. Mm. How do I make him mm. do it? I just want him to spank me. Yeah, I'm definitely warning him to delete uh, this one moment, please. <laughs> We're going to delete this just just one second. <laughs> please answer that one. I, I try feel like this, this man fired. This is such a common question. The two most common questions I always get is, how do I get my partner to be kinky the way I want them to be kinky? And the second question is, how do I find someone just to be kinky with? Like that are the those are always the top two questions. And you know, I have to say, like you have to sort of come to terms with who your partner truly is. Like if you're asking your partner to do something that they just absolutely have no um, interest in doing, you have to ask yourself, is this the right partner for me? Or is this a kink that I can live without? 
and that's sort of one of those hard choices you have to come to eventually. But I'm wondering if your partner has some trauma or some, you know, beliefs around the spanking that is causing them to have this decision to be against it for the resistance. And perhaps with a little uh, compassion and some talking, maybe you guys could talk through it and just get a better idea of where he's coming from. And is there a way to have a compromise or a middle ground is just show him that it's safe and that it's pleasurable. And maybe if he could just dip his little toe in and not go full force spanking you, that could be a good baby step in. But again, you do have to really uh, understand who your partner is. And if they're absolutely just not willing whatsoever to indulge in your kinks, then you just have to decide if that kink is going to be um, a part of your life anymore, or if your partner is going to be a part of your life. It's a tough decision, but you know, it's your life and that's, the most important thing. We only got one to one shot at it, so it's up to you. I'm a gay man. When I'm married, huge thing though. Could you say that again? I I think, yeah, sexual compatibility is definitely a big thing. Um, I I I have Mm. one here. He he's he put it in like ten times to try and get me to answer it. It's the last question of the day, guys. I'm a gay man. I married a man. I'm in my forties. I waited a long time to get married. I found out he is into dressing as a woman. If mm. I wanted a woman, I would be with a woman. I'm uncomfortable with this. I want a man. What do I do? Mm. Mm. Yeah, I, I hear that, you know, there's a sense of betrayal. Like, I thought I knew you. And then, you know, now I find out that there's this secret that's been hidden. And, you know, I have compassion for his partner, of course, because there is a lot of shame linked to our desires and fantasies, even if they're totally harmless. So I can understand why maybe he kept that under wraps, but it sounds like it's a, it's a really important aspect to the relationship. So, you know, I say before you make a judgment call, I would seek out therapy so you and your partner can really talk about it and see if this is something that you can both live with um, before making any judgment calls. But yeah, take your time with it. Nothing has to be decided now. And I hope that you can have some compassion for your partner and him for you as well. Cause it's a difficult situation. Sex is just one of those topics. Doesn't matter how rich and powerful you are. Trust me. I've played with a lot of very rich and powerful people. <laughs> and when it comes to sex, uh, yeah, it makes people feel really young and, uh, nervous it's and scared and shameful. Uh, oh. I think we cut out. Jared, do you hear me? Yeah, I'm still here. I'm still here. Hello? Hello, hello? Hi. Can you guys hear me? Uh, Did we lose you? Oh, I I, I think I just cut out for a sec. We're actually towards the end of the show. Um, Jared, you can find Jared Fiorda. You can find Bear Fiorda on all platforms. He's on TikTok. Big following. He's on all social media. Kimmy Inch, she's everywhere. I'm going to put up links to her. I'm Sam Helen. You guys know where to find me because I'm the one that just got all of these pictures. And no, I cannot tell you if that's a rash. Um, <laughs> Kimmy, I'd love to have you on the show again. We didn't get through even a quarter of the questions, if that's something you're amiable to. Oh, I would. it would be my pleasure, darling. Well, you said it on air, so I'm going to hold you to it. We have about 20 <laughs> seconds left. Is no there case. anything you want to say to the audience? Is there anything you want to say to everyone yeah. out there? Yeah, I just want to say, you know, just be good to yourself. Know that you're okay. You're not a weirdo and that your kinks are just a part of our human uh, experience. So stay human and stay kinky. Oh, I like that. Uh, Tracy, I'm getting online to find you right now. We're going to have a conversation. 
I love that. You are amazing, Kimmy. Thank you so much for being on the show. I'm Summer Helene. We're on with our very special guest today, Kimmy Inch. You can find her on social media, my special guest co-host, Vera Fiorda. I'm Summer Helene. This was Behind the Scenes. We'll see you all next week. Good night. Thanks for checking out the show. Behind the Scenes can be heard live on the Voice America Variety Channel every Friday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific. Be sure to join Summer Helene for more Scoop next week.